Taylor. It's New Year's Eve. You have this week off? It's more like six. So, um, yeah, but you, you know what it's like. You're kind of eternally working on projects and stuff. So I've, I've taken a couple family days off, but today I was working on this uh, new... Um, uh, I think you and I were talking about this regarding academic jobs. Now, more and more of them are moving in a positive direction where they don't require letters up front, but more and more require different types of writing, including the um, diversity, equity, inclusion statement. So I've been working on a version of that today. Yeah, that's that's challenging. I mean, it's kind of cool to do the work of being like, okay, mm-hmm. what do I think about this? But it's it feels so hard to have that filtered through like, language and writing like what will people take away from this i'm I'm trying to take this philosophy where i'm turning really every single thing i'm doing even if it's like writing a budget or um uh, a research statement or a teaching philosophy or all these things and trying to make them into stories um hmm. which i think kind of relates to podcasting and how you and i have been thinking about making and projects but so that as long as it's an interesting story and you feel like you've moved from point a to point b I think that that's more important than, you know, a a document that would numerically have more explicit examples in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. At work, we do work in like three-week chunks, Mm -hmm. you know, sprints or whatever. Sometimes I get to the end of that time and I'm like, I've done a bunch of stuff, but I have no idea how, like, it's just all over the place. And like being able to kind of pull it together into something that feels even just groups of stuff. So you can talk about the groups of stuff it makes a good story or makes like a, a way to kind of find your way through the work and also through other people to understand like what you did, you know, hmm. Taylor, we, we may be the only podcast who is not doing a retrospective medley of things that we did over the past year. Have you noticed this trend? I I've been really bad about getting new podcasts lately. Uh, um, yeah. But I guess, I guess you're right. The ones I've been listening to, I've been kind of aggravated because there's no new material on there. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You know, people are on vacation and stuff, but it's just kind of funny because like everyone I listen to, because I'm such a hardcore podcast listener, I'm like, I've heard this before. So you, you do start to feel like you are owed something. Yeah. For things that you yes. download for free. <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, I do have Taylor, a list of previous guests that we had on this year. That would be cool to maybe give them all a shout out. Yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, it may take me a few breaths to get through this. We've had a bunch of guests on this year, so let's see if I can do it. Okay, this is going to be in reverse order, so starting with our most previous guest, Kay Dart. Uh, Then we had Jen Hoffer, David Picciuto, Antonio Garcia, Bamanya Bryan, Antonio Martinez, Deborah Mayeris Later, Abigail Glaum-Lathbury, Emily Kuhn, Vanessa Ray, and Ariel Lynn. They were on as a team. Amy Lenners, Jen Jen Costello and Alvaro Preto from the Unnamed Reverse Engineering Podcast. And then we started the year off with Melissa Potter. Jeez. I know. It's a kind of, it's pretty rad. It's a lot. And it also some of those episodes feel like we just recorded them. Like Abigail, I was like, oh, I feel like that was just yesterday. I was like, oh, actually it was six, six months ago. So. Yeah. And um, Jen and Alvaro, who do the Unnamed Reverse Engineering Podcast, they just recorded an episode. They gave us shout out on the podcast which is really nice of them to do so that's cool they're really invested or involved in um Acaday supercon right did you did you try to go see him while you were there i did see jen really quickly i missed alvaro i think because i think he had to leave earlier somehow we just didn't overlap um but i went to jen's talk she she had a talk 
it was really interesting to talk about um, how different open source movements have really been this like innovation engine for so many huge companies that are kind of built on the back of open source and like small scale innovation tools, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it's really neat. And it was like a study from all the way back, like from like maybe 2000, maybe even before that. Prehistory. Um, oh, we also had um, some previous guests give us challenges who were on from previous years. And I have that mm-hmm. list as well. Aaron O'Brien, I may be missing one. I feel like I feel like Tim Sway was in there, but I missed him on the list. So I'm going to say Tim Sway. <laughs> Aaron O'Brien, Tim Sway, Federico Tabone, Ranjit Bhatnagar, Madeline Vaccaro, and Liz from Blitz City DIY. So they all threw in some challenges for us to tackle this year, this past year as well. So I'm going to dig in to start um, asking uh, people to come on as guests. Uh, so it, listener, if you're on and you actually you think you'd make a cool guest, give us a shout and. Um, we should uh, figure out if if it would be fun for you and for us. If you're if you're out there listening, call us up. Let's hang out. Totally. I had some people from the Supercon who I didn't meet but wanted to meet. I, their talk was really inspiring and interesting, so I was going to give them a shout. So we are in the midst of a challenge right now mm-hmm. that we're going to be recording for next week. That challenge is retrograde. Indeed, yeah, with Ross Takahashi, who's uh, been texting yep. me. He's work. He's hard at work on it down there in Nevada. Um, do, do you know about Ooh. this, by the way? How it's it's not Nevada. Nevadans. Yeah, I guess you you West Coasters all need to be in the know. But uh, but Ross was yeah. uh, was quick to correct me when I brought my uh, my ivory tower pronunciation to the fore. Uh, things I'm working on um, right now. I am redoing. I have a Fusion 360, uh, like an intro to Fusion 360 tutorial that's been up for a couple of years and then LinkedIn learning just rolled out this new feature where you can tag specific um, time code, you know, seconds of a LinkedIn yeah. video with a question, which is great for them oh. and not so great for me. <laughs> and so plus, I mean, fusion updates so frequently and changes its UI yes. so frequently that actually while I was recording the initial um, set of videos just over the course of a week or two i had to acknowledge in the video like okay everything looks different now and i'm not going to go back and re-record it all <laughs> i remember watching those videos and that happened and i was like oh my gosh did the ui change yep. on the midstream yep. so i thought you handled it super well thanks so so finally um uh, my producer brian jepson was writing and saying oh man there's just people asking so many questions and some of them are saying it's it's almost you know impossible to understand visually compared to that last version yeah so i i finally bit the bullet and i'm i'm sitting down and reworking it so that's going to come out if anyone's interested in that that that's been the most popular one i've done for linkedin by far um yeah although since the last time i checked in i think when i wrote it uh, originally if you were a hobbyist making less than a hundred thousand dollars a year you could get it for free and now they've really tightened up on that i think they're trying to um, get their business model going now that they have the audience. So it's it's a yep. more expensive proposition. Although hobbyists can still use it, but I think you just can't you can't really make any money from it. Ah, yeah, cool. Because that hundred thousand uh, dollar ceiling is gone, I guess, or something. Oh yeah. yeah. I th- well, I think now it's like five hundred bucks a year, and then you have to if you want to do rendering and stuff, you have to spend credits. So it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like oh. a Clash of the Clans model. <laughs> for, Interesting. For it's a very cloud. Oh yeah. yeah very, I'm not crazy yeah. about the direction that stuff's heading in. Yeah. Same. Same. I am. Um, I will say Taylor. So I, I find Fusion 360 fairly impenetrable, mm-hmm. like the UI, and um, with some exceptions. And I will say, um, listeners, Taylor's 
Taylor's videos on Fusion 360 really got me through. So nice. Um, yeah, it, it was um, some of the stuff I had already known because I had beaten my head against many the wall on many YouTube videos and stuff. But it was really, I was like, oh, that's that. Like it was really um, a lot of light bulbs came on. So oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to your it. second second run uh, just so I can dive back into it. Because it's a tool I use so infrequently, I kind of have to re-ramp up every time. Yeah, I mean, so. it's it's hard for me too because I'm so fluent in Rhino and um, everything else. Right, right. I just feel like is I can't stop thinking about how it's not like Rhino. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, but I do really like the way you can make motion assemblies and motion studies and all that. Um, so perhaps that'll creep in when I'm doing this collaboration with Kay Dart because she was talking about um, param- or parametrical design and pushing things out through a plasma cutter or CNC table. So that seems like a cool oh, yeah. opportunity awesome. to make some fixtures that articulate relative to different parts and stuff. That's great. Yeah, I'm. Uh, what am I working? This I've had a f- some time off. I've been working on. I I tried to make as many gifts as possible this year, which was mm-hmm. pretty good. I did pretty good. I gave myself a B <laughs> out of that, which is is pretty good. Um, I I have the past few. I guess like maybe past four months or something because of the podcast and so many things that work every part of my life other than like the basics has just gone to hell, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I tried to like even do things just like sweep <laughs> and like right. put away a dish that I haven't put away in three months, you know? So, <laughs> so oh, sure. there was what a lot happened? of, uh, or maybe that's not, it was just, you know, like feeling like every week you have some really pressing deadline that you have to hit and like every sort of waking minute that you have you feel like if you're doing something else you're squandering time that you actually really need for some other task you know Mm -hmm. just feeling always like time constrained that you have something that has to happen in a week or two and part of that's because i've been focusing also on trying to learn so many new things um right with like javascript which i've talked about on here and uh unity and augmented reality and stuff like that it's just like when you sort of take on those projects that you're like, I don't know what this is, but I'll try to figure it out. It really puts you in the crucible, you know, of like learning plus time constraint, which is a little bit rough. Well, so yesterday I had a really uncommon day where uh, the stars aligned. So I had breakfast with Walter and then I had uh, lunch with Abigail, Glam Lathbury. And then um, in the evening I got together with my high school friends online to play Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, one of our friends had uh, gone around like a little white fragility elf and sent us all copies of white fragility. <laughs> oh, so, nice. So we got on, we were like, hey, Ian sent me this. And so he sent me that too. And, and, and he had sent it to everybody. So, um, so we're going to start a, a half an hour book club about white fragility leading into our weekly Dungeons and Dragons sessions. That's um, awesome. But when, when I was wow. talking to, um, Walter and Abigail, I felt like the theme that was really coming out was everyone felt like, uh, you know, no matter where they were in their careers, and I think both of those guys are doing, you know, real gangbusters, but they were still reporting, oh, I just feel like I'm not really adding up to my expectations for myself in this or that way. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm really trying to actively work against that. I feel like it's just so corrosive. And um, I don't know, I I don't know anybody who gets out of bed in the morning and feels like, they did it perfectly or they're going to get it all done or whatever. So I've actually been trying to do a lot less um, churning 
where, yeah. you know, I'll get up and I'll think about the couple things I might work on today. And then I'll try really hard to do like an hour or two and then do nothing for half an hour and then do another hour or two and let, let some of that time just be fallow. And I feel like the quality of the work yep. is so much better. Yep. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a good, that's, yeah. That's the thing I've been trying to, I think, I think for my, I'm not really big on New Year's resolutions, but I think mm-hmm. what I'm going to just, just try to pivot towards is like really trying to be better about just being like, I'm going to set aside this amount of time in the evening to do this thing. And if, and that's just going to be the time I have to do it, Yeah, you know? Right. And if, and if that's learn a thing or work on some woodworking project or whatever it is, that'll just be the time I put into it and not worry so much about like a grand plan, you know, around a huge project or something. Well, but. you can make a grand plan too, but it sounds like you haven't got that either, right? I mean, you're just trying to, your expectation <laughs> uh, for uh, yourself is as much as possible all the time forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Like you're learning JavaScript stuff is the, um, you articulated that more specifically, but I, I feel like you still left it open-ended enough that you're not going to be able to tell yourself I did it or, or will you? Right. I mean, I definitely feel like I'm doing better, so that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, any area of interest or tat or like craft is kind of never ending, right? It's just like you could keep going until you're dead sure, and still not know everything. So I'm not good at setting those small scale goals to be like, oh, I can, I can get to here and tread water for a while, you know, or just like appreciate the fact that I got here. Or mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. uh, one of my projects that I really wanted to do for retrograde just did not happen. And I'm still bummed about it not happening because I love the idea. But now the idea is it's in the back of my mind. If another uh, challenge comes up that lets me, lets me get to it nicer. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. What, what can I report? Um, I'm working through that Disney plus. Um, Oh, yep. Baby Yoda. That's cool. Um, not super satisfying. Just going to go out on a limb and say oh, that. Yikes. The, I mean, Baby Yoda itself, himself, their self, is uh-huh. amazing. But I don't know if you can hang an entire series on an amazing puppet that doesn't say anything. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, what else? Walter also turned me on to this great artist, uh, Marcus Coates, uh, C-O-A-T-E-S. Oh. Um, who does sound stuff and this really cool uh, piece called Dawn Chorus, D-A-W-N. And so uh, apparently the artist, uh, my understanding is that he recorded all this bird song and then slowed it down 14 times until it was down into a range that could be spoken by human voices. And Whoa. then he had all these people practice it at that, you know, at that 14 times slower rate and recorded them just doing stuff like reading the paper and doing the dishes while they were singing. And then he speeds it back up. So they all have these really like bird-like motions, but also the bird song sounds exactly like bird song, but it's coming out of the people. Um, that is demented. Super, wow. super cool. That was one of those pieces where I heard the idea. I was like, Ugh! like it just kind of punches yeah. you in the gut because it's so tight. And um, that's so good. When you hear the real recording, you'll see what I mean too, where you just think, Oh my God, I hate this guy. And I love this guy at the same time for just mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, hitting mm-hmm. it on the head. So yeah, that's so cool. Exactly. We'll, um, we'll link to that show notes and I'll check it out when we hang up. That's yeah. Really yeah. Cool. I'll send you a text about it. Cool. Well, 
Taylor, I think um, I think I'm gonna go have lunch. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You're you're not even on the West Coast right now. You're flitting about. Yeah. I'm in uh, sort of r- rural Colorado. It's really nice. It's um it's like low mid 30s right now. It's snowy outside. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to keep on uh, bashing my head against this uh, DEI statement and um, uh, this confounded bicycle seat that I'm having a lot of trouble with right now in Fusion. <laughs> but by the time it makes it to the tutorial, you'll never know the sweat involved. Nice. Yeah. Yep. You'll just look like you did it effortlessly in 2x speed. Indeed. Anyway, onward <laughs> to this year. We're, um, we're approaching 100 episodes. That's pretty cool. That um, is really cool. Although I guess we won't get there until the end of 2020. Will be about when that happens. Mm-hmm. Have we been mm-hmm. doing notice for three years already? We I don't I don't know. I think it's about seventy five hours is what we've got yeah. on the uh, thing so far. Wow. So yeah, um, I know Crazy. I'm also super late to the party, but I just started listening to Dax. Is it Shepherd's um, Armchair Expert? Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know that. I think it's like the most downloaded podcast of 2019. So I don't know that we need to tell anybody about it, but I'm really, <laughs> really enjoying his um, combination of just being a generally smart and uh, charismatic person uh, diving in with a variety of experts just to try and figure out what they're about. So check oh, it out. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. We'll do. Also check out the uh, Posable Times Project site if that's not something you Woo-hoo. take a look at. Normally, because we, um, we did a whole visual overhaul, so now it's a lot easier to search it um, visually, uh, because that's kind of why we're here, right? At least. Yeah. And our photo, our photos look like now from a website from like 2019. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> there was some ugly ass CSS in there, man. Let me tell you. All right, everybody. Happy new year. We'll be back in about two weeks time with episode 71. Retrograde. 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 Have a retrograde New Year. Yes, yes, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, drinking forties, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, yep. and Boone's Farm Wine. That's how I would have a retrograde New Year's. Ooh, Cleveland. I'm looking forward to your challenge response. Represent. <laughs> um, Bleep, blurp.